Morning, church family. So good to see y'all. Hope those of you who've had a spring break um, have had a good spring break. Those of you who were able to rest, I hope that you've had a good rest. Those that went to Honduras, um, that's just a whole blessing in and of itself. And um, just so good to see everybody this morning. Maybe you've noticed when you go to a fast food restaurant, if you hand them something like a $20 bill or higher, they may hold it up to the light. Or they may pull out a marker and mark it to make sure that it is not a counterfeit bill. In fact, the United States Treasury Department has a group whose job it is to track down counterfeiters. Obviously, they need to know what a counterfeit bill looks like. They need to know the difference between what is real and what is fake. How do you identify a counterfeit bill? Well, they're not trained by spending hours looking at counterfeit money. They spend their hours looking at the real thing. So they know what the real thing looks like. They become so familiar with authentic bills that they know there are certain identifying marks that they're trained to look for. They know what those identifying marks are. We're in a study of 1 John. We're calling it Blessed Assurance. And John wrote to ensure that we are assured of our salvation. And today, John's going to talk to us about identifying marks. He wants us to know about counterfeit Christians, fake Christians. And he wants us to know, what does a real child of God look like? So let's read about identifying marks. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that He appeared so that He might take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, <coughs> Excuse me, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning, because he's been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Now, in our lesson last week, John told us that we need to know who we are. We are children of God. That's who we really are. Now, In our text today, John's going to give us a clear description of children of God, identifying marks to children of God. What does a child of God look like? So again, to do that, I need to go back to last week. Last week, we talked about Adam and Eve. Satan entered the Garden of Eden and tempted Adam and Eve. He tempted them with a counterfeit identity, a counterfeit image, a new image, he stole their identity. And he said, if you want to be like God, 
If you want to look like God, then eat of this fruit. <coughs> Satan sold him a lie. Sold him a counterfeit identity. And they took the bait. And we've been trying to reclaim our identity ever since. And again, John wants us to know that we're children of God. I hope you've been saying that. We practiced that last week. I'm a child of God. I hope you've been telling yourself that every day. I'm a child of God. How do we know who the children of God are? There are identifying marks. Children of God have identifying marks. Let me illustrate. For most of my adult life, people have told me, Richie, you look just like your dad. You walk like your dad, you sit like your dad, you have mannerisms of your dad, you teach like your dad. Evidently, there is a family resemblance. Now, let me illustrate another way. Many of you know that our daughter, Sydney, and her husband, Justin, sitting back on the back right, had an angel a little over a year ago, Cade. Cade was born in December of 21, and many of you have been saying, Richie, he looks just like you. Now, evidently you think there are some identifying marks. Maybe it's the curly hair. <laughs> Maybe it's he's so handsome. Maybe it's his intelligence. I don't know, but there is a family resemblance. You can identify him as our grandson, my grandson, now, John wants us to know that a person who professes to be a child of God will look like God because there's a family resemblance. We bear the image of God. And throughout this letter, John has been giving us indicators of some of those identifying marks. For example, we know that we've come to know Him if we obey His commands. This is how we know we are in Him. Whoever claims to live in Him must walk as Jesus walked, whoever loves his brother lives in the light. Those are some identifying marks. Children of God obey, and there's a certain walk, and they love their brother. Now, I need to do one more review from last week. In our text last week, he mentioned the second coming of Jesus twice. He said, when he appears... We may be confident and unashamed before Him at His coming. We know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. When He appears, when He appears. Now, this week, same word, but in um, a different tense. And He gives us two reasons why Jesus came. You know that He appeared, past tense, so that He might take away our sins. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Now, to explain why Jesus came, you have to explain sin. And in explaining sin, he gives us another identifying mark. Whoop. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Now, People have a different view of sin. Christians have a different view of sin. And there are even some who view sin with indifference. And John wants us to know, he reminds us that Jesus came to take care of our sin problem. 
So in the message it says, Christ showed up in order to get rid of sin. Children of God understand the magnitude of sin. Children of God know that Jesus came because of sin. Christ followers know that Jesus came because of our sin, my sin, your sin. In fact, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Another translation, God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The only way to take care of the sin problem is to send someone in our place. And he says that's one of the reasons Jesus appeared. Jesus appeared to take away our sins, so we need to understand some things as children of God. As children of God, we understand that sin is what sent Jesus to the cross. Our sin is what killed Jesus. Our sin is why he suffered, and sin is why he died. And so one of the identifying marks of a child of God is we have an awareness of sin. An awareness of sin in our lives. So he says, No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. Children of God understand that Jesus appeared to take away sin. And if we keep on sinning, then we don't understand why he appeared. Nor do we appreciate why he appeared. Because if we have an awareness of sin, we're going to work on not sinning. Now... He says in 3.6, Again, no one who continues to sin has either seen him or know him. Let me say it another way. How can you say you know God and that you know what Jesus did at the cross and continue to live the way you do? John says you can't, not as a child of God. Because one of our identifying marks is we have an awareness We have an awareness of why Jesus came. We have an awareness of why Jesus died. And we know that sin is rebellion. Sin at its very core is rebellion against God. And a child of God knows that. It's an identifying mark of who we are. A child of God will not keep on sinning. A child of God will not practice habitual sin. Now... Counterfeit Christians want you to believe that you can be a child of God and sin all you want. As if what Jesus did on the cross means nothing. And he says, don't let anyone lead you astray by such teaching. You can't profess one thing and practice another. Listen, because this this is an identifying mark of a child of God. This is an identifying mark of who we are. If you're going to claim to be a Christ follower... If you're going to claim the work of Christ on the cross, you can't continue to live the way you're living. You can't continue in the pattern of sin that you're in right now. Why? Because we're children of God. Why? Because we're in fellowship with God. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. Christ appeared to take away our sin. Christ appeared to break the pattern of sin in our lives. I think that's why Paul said in Romans 6, sin will no longer be your master. He says we are no longer slaves to sin. He says we've been set free from sin. Jesus came to break the power of sin in our lives because when we become Christians, 
we have an awareness of sin, and we know that sin no longer has dominion over us, no longer has power over us, no longer has authority over us. That's the, listen, that, that's the entire reason we witness what we witness today. That's the entire point of baptism. In baptism, we're united with Christ. In baptism, we're united with Him in His death. In baptism, we're united with Him in His resurrection. In baptism, we're in union with Christ. And people who are children of God and in union with Christ will see a decreasing pattern of sin in their lives. Because sin no longer has reign over us. Why? Because that's an identifying mark. We are children of God and there's a family resemblance. Maybe that's why he says in 3.7, He who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil. It's an identifying mark of being a child of the devil. If you practice righteousness, you're a child of God. If you practice sin, if you practice sin, you're a child of the devil. Maybe that's why Paul writes in Titus. He gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. That's an identifying mark of a child of God. Eager to do what is good. Which leads to the second reason Jesus appeared. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the devil. What's the work of the devil? Well, to sell you a lie. To steal your identity. To give you a counterfeit image. Or as John says, to do what is sinful because the devil's been sinning from the beginning. Satan does not want you to do what is right. Satan does not want you to be obedient to God. Satan does not want you to love your brother. And so John says, if you continue to live a life of sin, you're identifying with the devil. Because that's who he is and what he does. John says there's a difference between a child of God and a child of the devil. There are identifying marks of a child of God. There are identifying marks of the child of the devil, and they're obvious. And that's one reason that Jesus appeared to destroy the works of Satan. Here's what the Hebrew writer says. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus is not only a deliverer, Jesus is also a destroyer. Listen, folks, we, we don't have to live in Satan's kingdom. We don't have to keep on sinning. We don't have to buy his lies. We don't have to live a counterfeit life. John says if you're a child of God, it's going to affect the way you live. It's going to affect you in profound ways because everyone who's born of God does not practice sin. Notice the way I'm saying that. Does not practice sin. That's an identifying mark. So how do you become a child of God? We're going to notice in the same letter, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Here's what we read in 1 Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in His great mercy. He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus? You must be born again. You've probably noticed that's what we preach. You must be born again. You've witnessed today. You must be born again. Because we read in Titus, He saved us. 
not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Listen, being born of God is not about turning over a new leaf. It's about getting a new life. You must be born again. You must be born again. And until you are born again, you don't have the power to say no to Satan. You don't have the power to say no to sin. Listen, folks, baptism is an identifying mark. God doesn't want to modify your flesh. He wants to crucify your flesh. He wants to bury your flesh. He wants to resurrect your flesh to a new life, which is why we read in Romans 6, we were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Listen, you want to know the difference between a child of God and a child of the devil? It's like a sheep and a pig falling into a mud pit. One will love the mud and slime and want to stay in the pit. One will want to get out of the mud as quickly as possible. It all depends on the nature of the beast. And John says, when a child of God falls into sin, he or she wants to get out. That's an identifying mark. I like the way the message says it. It's not in the nature of the God-born to practice and parade sin. It's not our nature. One of our identifying marks has to do with having an awareness of sin. And so when we're born of God, when we're born again, we understand that. Listen, children of God don't claim to be sinless. Children of God claim the power of God to sin less. It's one of our identifying marks. So what's John trying to say? I think he's trying to say one of the identifying marks of a child of God is an awareness of sin. It's an awareness of Jesus coming to deliver us from sin. It's an awareness of why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And an awareness that we're called to live as children of God, not children of the devil. So maybe it's time you stop making excuses. Maybe it's time you thought about becoming a Christian. Maybe it's time you thought about being born again. Maybe it's time you stop making excuses for your sin. Oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. Maybe it's time you stopped refusing to forgive. Maybe it's time you dealt with the bitterness in your life. Or maybe an addiction. Or maybe your mouth. Or maybe your critical attitude. Because it's time to start living as a child of God. Because that's who we are. And children of God don't look at sin flippantly. Children of God have an awareness of sin. And we know that every time we sin, that's what nailed Jesus to the cross. So we should want to sin less. It's one of our identifying marks. Let's pray.